0: and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to
2: do is second-guess the ring.
0: Hello, baby.
2: Hello, my love.
0: Uh, ready for another week of talking about
2: our favorite subject:
0: sex, relationships, uh, human touch. Uh, uh, I mean, all the things.
2: I just came from an osteo appointment, and oh, yeah. she hurt me. That's it- my f-
0: that's my favorite type of of like pain. Uh, yeah, like my favorite type of. <laughs> well, I was going to say my favorite type of like um, body work is the body work, whether it be physio, um, mis- massage, osteo. It's when they're like, this is going to hurt.
2: <laughs> that's how you know it's working.
0: Maybe that's why I like hot sauce. Like maybe, maybe I did. Maybe I am a, <clears throat> you know, just to like, just to link this back to like sex. Okay. I've never been into, I've never been into like, Um, I've never really been into like being the sub and I've, and I've, and it's, it just doesn't like click for me and I don't re I don't typically like pain for myself in this in, in, in sex. Like I'm not looking to, to like have, you know, my back just torn to shit or, you know, like anything like that. I get it. Like, and I, I'm, I'm down for a little bit of it, but I've, I've never really been drawn to it. But outside of sex, sexy yeah. time, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, okay. I want, I want, you know, when I go, when our, our uh, osteo crystal, when I go see her, I'm like, I know she's going to be, she's going to beat the shit out of me.
2: First of all, she's going to look at your body. I was thinking about you while she was treating me and I, and just know she would look at your body. I don't even know how she'd even begin with you because when what she puts What the fuck her, is that supposed to mean? Well, because when she puts her hands on me- She's like, oh yeah, I can feel like this is a little needs a little bit of a oh, thing, yeah, and here yeah. I can just imagine her putting her hands on you and be like, "You're, you're basically your most superior level, like this, the, the level that's furthest away from the inside of your body is like impenetrable."
0: I'm jacked. I'm well, fucking jacked. You know, it's uh, it's good genes, and uh, actually, it's <laughs> bad genes. It's a genetic mutation that uh, makes
2: that gives you your eight pack.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
2: well, because she went into my psoas, which is right there in that the hip is, crease.
0: That is fucking owie.
2: I I cried. Like, I don't like tears came out of my. That's ass.
0: actually a pain I don't like.
2: Oh, it was. That's
0: that's the one I don't like. I don't like my. I don't like that. The
2: ay-yi, deep. Ay-yi, that's ay-yi, a deep pain.
0: That's giving me so. That's giving me fucking phantom pain right now. I'm
2: really hopeful though, um, <clears> because my period is due and like by the end of the week. Actually mm. it's supposed to land right on my birthday. Yeah. Um, and I usually get really bad cramps. Mm-hmm. And I've been told by other osteos that it probably has to do with my psoas muscle right. tension.
0: The Psoas muscle, for folks who are listening, if you want to see Bridie pointing to her psoas, you can go to patreon.com slash turn. But uh basically the psoas muscle is like a deep, deep, deep hip flexor. It's one of your, it's one of the muscles that
2: Allows you to lift your leg like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you can see me, like pulling your knee toward your chest. But
0: it's, it's, uh, and I might be wrong here. Any, any of our listeners who are, who are pretty anatomy savvy, please correct me. Uh, Turn me on podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, uh, I believe the psoas is the deepest muscle. It resides deeper than any muscle in the body, right? Like it's, it's like it attaches, it attaches, the attachment points are like your spine. Or your, or your hip, your spine, your spine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Your spine down a, a through ra- the groin, through the groin. And then, and then, a, and then the other attachment point or the insertion point, I don't know which one's which is your femur or the back of your leg. I, I think, think it's the right? front of the leg. Front of the leg. Sure. I think whatever. it's like the
2: side of the, around somewhere around the knee. That's it's a crazy. long, long that's a, muscle. That's
0: fucking crazy muscle.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So now,
0: now imagine, now imagine someone who works for a living manipulating bodies mm. And them going, I'm gonna, I'm going to take my fingers and I'm going to dig them into your hips in a way that is fucking around with that muscle that's way deep down there
2: and so tender. Hoo-wee. And then she asks while she's putting pressure on it, she asks you to engage it, uh, like yes. pull your knee oh, in. and That
0: makes it achi. Oh, oh, that's. Oh, yeah, that, oh.
2: I was like, no, my nervous system is like feels absolutely like not. Feels like it's
0: tearing. Every time I get my so as worked, I feel like it's ripping. Oh. It's a very, it's a very unique and awful, torturous feeling. But, but then, but then you come out and you're like, "Fuck that that I feel healed good healed me." Yeah, I feel good.
2: I've been really lucky. <clears throat> I mean, as I've been talking about with my skin, I've also been. I mean, I'm very lucky to be able to pers- pursue different treatments and stuff. So I've had right. I've had uh lots uh, several rounds of acupuncture, um massage and then osteo today and I feel I feel uh, like oh, uh, like I I've taken that type of touch for Ooh. granted. Yeah, right. You know, like we don't we're in Nova Scotia, like our our lockdown is really relaxed at this point. Right so now, we, yeah. So we can go out and we mm-hmm. can receive these kinds of like treatments here. But I, I I know there's a lot of people really hungry for just like any kind.
0: Nice segue, bride.
2: Thank you. You know where I'm going with this. I do. Um, yeah. So I kind of alluded to this last week, but um, I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, it's sort of a response to the, the past year um where we've all been a little bit deprived, shall we say of many things, but one of the one of the really important things that's had tremendous effects uh, tremendous is that a positive word or a negative word
0: uh tremendous well, it depends on whose mouth it's coming out of I heard Donald Trump use the word yeah. lots and uh
2: oh god okay uh, well uh it's had profound impacts on our mental health, this absence of skin to skin contact, yeah and
0: everyone needs a little skin to skin yeah. you know that if babies don't get don't get like skin to skin
2: that like they that they don't, if
0: they don't get love they just die
2: yeah they, they just, just die yeah
0: if you don't give a baby human touch it dies
2: i'm sure anybody who's taken psychology 101 or read any sort of basic psychology has read about that <clears throat> particular study that they did i i don't wasn't prepared to talk was about it was it was that a study that they oh, did oh yes and they had to they had to terminate the study because babies kept dying.
0: And they were like they're plucking them out of orphanages, right?
2: Uh that sounds like the place where you would get children to do experiments on, yeah. Yeah. Um you're going to look that up.
0: I'm looking up if t- it's called touch empathy. Mm. Um uh but but uh, I don't uh I don't know if they actually did the study or if they oh Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. They did U.S. experiment on infants withholding affection.
1: Yeah.
0: In the United States, 1944, this is quite a while ago, Mm -hmm. an experiment was conducted on 40 newborn infants to determine whether individuals could thrive alone on basic psychological needs without affection. 20 newborn infants were housed in a special facility where they had caregivers who would go in to feed them, bathe them, and change their diapers, but they would do nothing else. Holy shit, dude. The caregivers had been get, uh, <clears throat> had been instructed not to look at or touch the babies more than what was necessary, never communicating with them. All their f- physical needs were attended to scrupulously. What a word. And the environment was kept sterile. None of the babies becoming ill. The experiment was halted after four months, by which time at least half of the babies had died at this point.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so now... Let's just examine where we've been over the last year. Okay, so they halted this study. And of course, granted, we're talking about infants here. But still, that there's something very clearly uh, stated in this study, unfortunately, which is that human touch is very important.
2: Like a basic human need. A
0: ba- yeah, exactly. At yeah. Just as important as being fed mm-hmm. or... Being hydrated, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're, you'll just, you'll die without it as a baby. Um, so now we're like, what, 12, I mean, coming up on 12 12 months months. into COVID and for still to this day, depending on where you live, a lot of people, I mean, thinking about the people who are single, you know, uh, (laughs) fuck like I'm sure there's someone out there listening right now if they were to sit and think when was the last time I hugged a person or when was the last time that I had any kind of like skin to skin touch it'd be a long fucking time or at least there's been a a large gap or a a bigger lack of it than than we've ever felt in a long time again we're kind of lucky because we're You know, we're in this place where, although we probably shouldn't be out hugging and stuff, I I hugged a friend the other day, and I was like, "Oh wow, I haven't received a fucking bear hug from Chris in so long!" Like you're, and it just felt so nice. Mm -hmm. And not only did it feel nice, it felt necessary.
2: Yeah. Did it also feel kind of dangerous
0: and a little bit risky?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, some of the reasons for that, why why we what we get from it are these like pro-social chemicals in our body like oxytocin, mm. which reduces our stress levels, which promotes mm. emotional bonding and a sense of trust and a sen- sense of belonging and a sense of safety. And all of those things are things that we get from human touch. Mm. Um, so Termion's response to this, our solution to this or our... Um, I don't want to say it's a solution because it's not a one-time-solves-all situation. But we've been kind of cooking up an idea to help promote those happy chemicals um, in infiltrating your lives. You say
0: we, but you have been cooking this up, right? You've been doing a lot of work on this.
2: Yeah, I have been, but it's based on years of practice and right. training yes. that we've done together.
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: And uh, and so what we're going to bring to you, our lovely listeners, if you will um, join us, is a, a two-hour guided session in Human Connection Through Touch. So what does that look like? Um, we're going to lead you through a sequence of, um, techniques, let's say hands-on techniques for both your own physical body and a partner's physical body. And when I say a partner, this can be anybody in your bubble. Mm. It doesn't have to be, a a romantic partner. This is non-sexual touch, which I think also in a lot of loving committed relation, romantic relationships, they also have a need for non-sexual totally, touch, yeah. and you know what that can bring to partnerships as well. That that may have been have gone a bit stale, or there might be long gaps in your you know your interest uh, in even engaging in sexual activity. This is a another way of getting a kind of touch that's really nourishing mm. and grounding from someone that you trust uh, in your life without the pressure or the thought in the head that it has to lead somewhere else. This is a fully like self-contained practice in, again, techniques that will lead to, to that sense of emotional bonding and safety and comfort.
0: Like a baby in a
1: lab that's like- <laughs> just
0: craving interaction with its daily... Um, uh, well-being provider well well-being need, uh, n- uh nourish provider
2: there you go <clears throat> and just as a sort of like to uh, um um not illustrate oh there's a great word that i just can't find but an anecdote if you will i have i have used these techniques on people in my family i have used these techniques on many many friends like i said when jeremy and i or in acting training or even yoga training, these sort of hands on principles are applied to sometimes even strangers in mm. yoga workshops mm-hmm. and the effects are really profound and really rewarding for both the giver and receiver, especially if you're you know you want to build your confidence in how you feel handling someone else's body um but but really the experience sort of speaks for itself and then you have all of these lovely and applicable techniques that you can take home to your, your anyone that you love, your yeah. kid, you know, your, your roommate. Uh, your roommate. Um. So yeah. So coming at you, this will be next month, the end of March, going with uh, March 28th. It's so a Sunday. Um, tentatively scheduled for 3 p.m. AT Atlantic time, Nova Scotia time, which is 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so that, the most of you across our time zones will be able to join us.
0: So, so, okay. Uh, so the idea is putting on a, a virtual workshop of sorts mm-hmm. to, uh, to.
2: Cultivate connection.
0: Cultivate human connection.
2: With a loved one mm-hmm. and learn the power of your own healing hands.
0: Cool. How can people sign up?
2: Well, how about we uh, how about we post that link to <laughs> sign up for it in our Instagram bio? Um, we could probably add a little event section to our webpage, termionpodcast.com. And,
0: yep. While we're at it, we can uh, chuck a link in the show notes.
2: Oh, that's a great idea. To this
0: episode. So there we
2: go. I'm so glad you're here.
0: So if you're out running or driving and you are listening to this and you're thinking, fuck, I want to sign up for this. Well, mm-hmm. When you get home or whatever, or pull over your car, just go to the show notes, click the link, and you'll find the tickets there.
2: It's a great gift as well if you want mm. to purchase it on behalf of a couple of folks you know in your life who could maybe use very cool. use a little therapeutic two-hour getaway.
0: Well, uh, that sounds fun. Looking forward to seeing all of you there. And, uh, uh, that's, that's a a very, again, very much needed, needed thing. So sweet.
2: I think we'll also, uh, record it. So there will be an, an option, um, later to probably receive that at a, at, um, a discounted rate, um, if you are not able to make it in person. Okay. That's all I wanted to say about that.
0: Some housekeeping out of the way. Wonderful.
2: Um what's new jeremy uh
0: nursing a nursing a back injury uh working like a fucking madman on this set it's this, gorgeous this studio um sick boy has moved into our new hq and we got a youtube set and we're using it now um for our termion foreplay segments so if you want to see that again termion podcast at or nope, that's uh, Patreon.com/slash turn me on, <laughs> uh, and you can you can tune in because we're filming all of our our foreplays uh, for each episode. But today's a host episode; we're just hanging out. Which yeah, is fun. you're gonna get
2: the whole episode on video.
0: Um, and other than that, I'm just you know I, I'm uh, I listened to <clears throat> a really wonderful podcast that you had actually recommended that I actually feel like I needed to hear um, right now, and it's uh, it's this fucking phenomenal conversation between Brene Brown on her podcast.
2: Unlocking Us.
0: Unlocking Us. And she's speaking with uh, Dr. John Gottman and his wife. Julie. Julie Gottman, uh, the founding members of the Gottman Institute. And they're basically talking to Brene Brown about um, long lasting relationships and how to cultivate a relationship with a partner. Um, that is, that is long lasting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just found it to be really, really fascinating. And it made me think a lot about, it made me think a lot about the things that have really worked for you and I in our relationship. And it made, and it kind of reminded me of the important things that one needs to take into a relationship and consider when they're in like maybe a newer relationship if if that is a relationship that they want to like foster for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, such a like wonderful conversation. I mean, Brene Brown's oh fuck, she's she's like one of my heroes. She's so amazing. But the Gottmans, these two are just like, they're <laughs> so fucking cute. Aren't they adorable? They're really adorable. So basically, what they kind of like, they talk about a whole bunch of things, but what they what they sort of break down are like the four. So the Gottmans are, you know, she's a clinician and he's uh, like a researcher and a scientist.
2: And a therapist. And a
0: therapist. And so they basically like combine their their superpower forces to study a vast array of, of couples, newlywed couples over a span of X amount of years to basically come up with like this framework that essentially can predict with like up to 90% plus accuracy how a relationship will whether or not a relationship will last depending on how these like sort of four key elements show up within the way that this couple communicates to one another and these four things are essentially like like the like the four what do they call them? The, the, the
2: They call them the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah.
0: So like they're four don'ts, essentially. Four big red flags. And if these four things are continuously showing up and aren't worked on, mm. then it's very likely that this relationship will never last. Ugh. And so, you know, when I was listening to this conversation, when they were going through these four things, I was catching myself going, oh, I know where that shows up in my life, where I do that. Or where like I fall into that pitfall yeah. within a relationship. Each every single one of the four, I was like, I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do that sometimes. I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and that's in the you know that's with me and Leah. That's between you and me. Like yeah. all relationships, like I I do those things. And so it, it really like it. It was a it, it made me excited that sounds kind of heavy like as if as if i'm realizing like oh no i'm a bad partner but it, but it wasn't that it was this feeling of like oh fuck wow th- this is very exciting i de- like i have some definitive work to do mm. if i want to be the best partner that i can be and one of the one of the like the overarching messages of this conversation was like was the the masters of relationships. So like the people who really fucking nail it. The one thing that is the through line for all of those folks is, is like a really dialed in friendship. Mm. It's like, it's all about the friendship that you've developed with your loved one, with your partner. Um, what were the, can you just like yep. take, take us through the four, the four points that they brought up. It was also really interesting. I, I really highly suggest you go listen to it. Um, I I don't have it up here right now, but uh, I can find the the episode number. But they also talk about how the pandemic has essentially uh, for pretty much like everyone in any relationship has very likely brought at least one of these horsemen of the apocalypse up to the surface Mm -hmm. because we're so not used to the relationship dynamics that we're all being thrown into because of a a fucking pandemic. Like the way it affects us on a social level is, is just, it's incomprehensible. So it's incomprehensible. So it's just like, it it was a very, very fucking interesting and fascinating conversation. But what are are the four Definitely check
2: it out. Uh, Okay. So the first one is criticism and they sort of define that as an attack on someone's character. So it's, it's, it's like a complaint but but expressed in a way that is a criticism. So, for example, like, you're selfish. Yeah, Like, right. that's attacking your character, mm-hmm. if I am to say something like that to you. Yeah. And, and uh, one of the things they say um, is that it's totally understandable to want an explanation for your own negative feelings and blame is like, such a go-to that we have. Yeah. But, you know, you also, you also might encounter this with like people, this has always been, I think this was the thing with you and I as well, but like, don't say you always do this. Yeah. Right. Don't say you never do that. Yeah. Because those are just like, that just pigeonholes you so, ugh, it's such an awful feeling.
0: And again, these, these, these uh, points, these like four horsemen of the apocalypse, these are things they are like really specifically referring to at least that from what i gathered they're specifically referring to the way we the way we show up during an argument or mm-hmm. a fight so this is like when these things come up in communication in conflict
2: yes but also Pro- they can probably, lead yes, sure. to conflict yes, like for yes, example yes, yes, criticism yeah. Is yeah. almost always met with defensiveness, right. which is another horseman of the apocalypse. It comes a little bit later because the first two are really important. They right. say if you can really like hone in on these first two, it can help prevent the other two from
1: yes. showing up. Yeah.
2: Okay. So criticism. Um, they also said uh, basically it, it it indicates that you might have a consistently negative personal flaw. About you, mm. if I criticize you, um, and it can feel like an assault or a rejection, mm-hmm. it can feel really hurtful. I am so sensitive to criticism. Yeah, you know anything mm. I even perceive as a criticism, I, I, I can't, I can't handle it. So, in the, keep
0: your emails, your criticism emails, <laughs> um, just keep them
2: to yourself. To yourself. Um,
0: I'm, I'm joking. Send s- them along. Sh- t- fucking school us.
2: So then they, they make the distinction that a complaint addresses a specific behavior or action. It doesn't blame. Mm-hmm. So you want to switch from uh, criticism to being able to express a complaint that in such a way that doesn't blame the other person. So they say a complaint that expresses, and I'll put this in quotation marks, a positive need. Right. Right? So using I words, like I would appreciate if you washed the dishes before I came home.
0: As opposed to... You
2: never wash the dishes.
0: You are a slob. Yeah. The dishes are never washed. Yeah. And it's your fault. I do fault. everything. I'd, you do yeah, nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah. As a, but what would be more helpful would be, hey, I feel stressed out because the kitchen is a mess. Yeah. Can you do the dishes while I'm at work? Yes. So that when I come home, I feel calm. Yeah. Isn't that nice? That's great. Thanks.
2: You know, I, I was listening because you could easily say, you know, I feel this way because you didn't wash the dishes.
0: Right.
2: And again, that's like a blame. Yeah. I feel this way because <clears throat> you did something. Yes. So you avoided that when you... Good job. Baby. Thanks. Good yep, job. Yeah. Um,
0: and that is I yeah that is one... That I have a problem with that.
2: You like, have a problem with I, it? I do.
0: I do. I have a, I have uh, a problem communicating that.
2: Okay. It's hard. Mm. I mean, this it is, is not... Hard. This is not just a, this is not like a quick, like easy thing to remember to do for sure. It, it, it it, it probably more likely that you're going to notice it after you did it and then think about how you maybe Mm. should have done it in a more, in a way that was more productive. Um, the, what, what they call that is the, they call it the gentle or the soft startup. So if you have something, if there's something that you need to bring up with your partner, It's about a behavior and an action that's made you feel a certain way. Mm. They suggest that you use these I statements. Right. I would. I would appreciate it. I would like it. And use words like I would appreciate or please, Mm -hmm. you know? And... They also say on the podcast too like it's gonna feel fucking weird when yeah. you first do it. It's gonna yeah. feel really unnatural for sure.
0: And also they didn't say this but I do think it's it's probably worth mentioning. Not only will it likely feel weird for you to say this, it's probably going to feel weird for the person on the other side to hear it. To hear it. You know, like they they which I wouldn't be surprised that if like this is a kind of new framework of communicating, it 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 very likely could result in some defensiveness coming up, you know. Still like, could, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, there's and again, that was one of the things that they were talking about, like these these people who are like the masters of relationships. It's like it's not just these four things that they are that they do. They're also working, they're also they're also doing this while considering their partner's past traumas and the, you know, like, like there's, it's, it's like that fucking meme that you see sometimes of like someone who's like trying like the, the wheels are turning in their head, but you have like the images of like, of like arithmetic, like floating through space and time. It's, there's a lot of fucking calculations that are going on here at once. So, you know, when, when you do listen, it, 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 When I'm not going to say if you do, when you do, because this is like required listening, I think, for everyone. Yeah. Even if you are already like a master at relationships, like it's just this, it really is something else. So when you do listen to this, just keep in mind that like, this shit takes work. Like this is.
2: Yeah. And it was, it's interesting. Like when I, when I think about myself personally and, um, you know like i said i'm really sensitive so even if a, if somebody did word something like this mm. to me i would i probably still feel a little bit defensive sure. and so that's why the gottman institute website is amazing because oh, yeah? they have oh my god it's incredible they have i
0: see you signed us up for their newsletter yeah it just, because it just came in my inbox
2: because their their blog posts mm-hmm. are all written by like incredible researchers at their Great. at their place and they break down like they break this is where I, I took a lot of notes from the, their page but they also have like a little video of Julie Gottman speaking about like what happens when you try this and it's and it still fails. conflict right yeah. um, so those resources are there Great. but um, but particularly w- with with this one with with criticism and and um, avoiding being the giver of criticism I, I find this hard um they they say focus on how you 're feeling and what your your needs are, so the focus is on me. I have a criticism that I want to like toss at you, but if I focus on my my feelings and yeah. what my needs are, then it's actually a little bit more vulnerable than that. I have to go, my feelings are hurt mm. because you would rather no my feelings are hurt because yeah. I, <laughs> because I want your attention right and I'm not receiving yeah, as much yeah. of it as I would like. Right. And that that's like what's more <clears throat> likely to happen is the other thing that they say don't do. Is that how you're feeling? Are,
0: is that, are you feeling that right now, that you're not getting much, uh, enough of my attention?
2: Probably. I've I've come to identify over the last month, especially with my skin and my mm. wildly swinging uh, mood swings, that, um, that I have a lot of uh, unmet needs, I think, that I only know how to express through conflict. Right. Um, Ain't that a bitch? It's a, f- it's a doozy. Because yeah. one of the things they say that d- don't specifically do not do is don't let things build up. Yeah. And you've seen, I just, I just at some point, I just the littlest thing just Explode. is like I, f- and then it's a laundry list. Mm. I mean, we dealt with that a lot, yeah. Um, yeah. before it's just like I have a laundry list of com- complaints. Um, so I really have to, I really, I know that I personally really have to just be more aware of when my needs, my, I have needs and when they're not being met. Sure. Yep. Okay.
0: Turn Me On podcast. We'll be back after this short break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
2: So then we go to... So
0: the first one was, remind us. Criticism. Criticism. Which moves into...
2: The, the scary one. Contempt.
0: Contempt. And you don't want contempt.
2: No. Contempt yeah. is defined as mean, meanness, uh, disrespect, mm. uh, sarcasm, ridicule, name-calling, mimicking... Um, body language like eye rolling or scoffing gives a sense that the, the person is somehow superior to yeah, you. Yeah. Um, and they say that this can be fueled by long simmering negative thoughts about the partner. Yeah. It's the single greatest predictor of divorce. Contempt. Yeah. Because it's
0: like it's the thing that festers. You know, it's like it's not it's not just in the moment. It's long after the moment has passed, and not only is it existing in what it or like it. Not only it's kind of like it, it's kind of like Alien, you know the the Alien the chest buster busts out of the guy's chest, and that's the contempt. That's the beginning of the contempt. It's just this little weird fucking worm, and they couldn't catch it in time, and the worm got away. And it's only a matter of like a like half hour before that thing is big enough to rip someone's face off. Yeah. And then, you know, another half hour later, big enough to eat a whole human. Yeah. It just grows and grows until it, until it takes over the whole spaceship. And then next (sighs) thing you know, Ripley's caught in the escape pod with the ultimate contempt, which is the super being that is alien. And then at that point, is it even possible to shoot it out the escape, to, to blast it out of the, out of the, the escape hatch is escape hatch i don't I don't know I don't know
2: well, I think that's an interesting analogy, and I also think it's i it also makes me wonder if there are any long term listeners who can tell us exactly how many times you've referenced alien um <laughs> over our entire catalog of episodes um, yeah, so it one cool thing about you can find this on the website as well is that every one of these four horsemen has what they call an antidote
0: yes. Mm-hmm. Which is relieving. Yeah. Right? It's helpful. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so there's a short-term antidote, which is, again, incorporating more of those I statements. Right. Right? That's the short-term. But there's a much longer-term sort of medicine that's required when you have this in your relationship. And that, they they say, is building a culture in your relationship mm-hmm. of fondness and admiration. So small, focusing on small positive things every day, and it's like filling up a piggy bank. It's mm-hmm. like so that when you get to conflict, and some of these expressions of contempt might start to surface, you actually have a body of you know appreciation and 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 um, fortification of that friendship. That's that that supports you so it doesn't yeah right it doesn't all fall apart
0: yeah it's like the foundation is strong enough that when the when the tidal wave comes and smashes into it it's not demolishing the entire foundation it's just chipping away at small pieces and luckily there's still a strong foundation left when it's all over
2: it's a a practice right
0: keep building it up so like what are these like like um like What's an example of this, of what these, what these small little things could be like, uh, um, compliments or like what else?
2: I think also just thinking about your partner in a positive way. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: right. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: avoiding thinking, avoiding repeating thoughts to yourself about your partner is this way or they like even avoiding criticizing them in your head. Yeah. Um, which is really hard. Um, if you, if you, if that's something that was modeled to you, like mm. these, these four fucking horsemen, uh, you know, going through the stage of my life that I'm going through and processing the loss of my dad, I'm like, and learning, thinking about how, what I learned about conflict and what I learned about loving relationships based on the models that I had in my life, I'm like, Oh shit, I'm in trouble because I like this, this, like I wish my dad had had this education. Sure, yeah. You know, like well, his, no, but he's, he's an the, eye roller and a scoffer. Talking, the, no
0: one has though. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. is like no one has this education. Yeah. Which is, which is unfortunate. There, there's, a, there's an organization in the US. We, I, I asked one of the reps to come on the show because they came on Sick Boy, but they were like, uh, like <laughs> Not turn me on? Yeah, they said no to turn me on because their whole MO is teaching youth how to love. Mm. And so they were like, we're youth focused and, the, and your show seems a little more adult. And, and I was like, okay, whatever, fair enough, whatever. I was mm-hmm. going to chase it, but, uh, learning, like learning to love yeah. is like something that they're trying to work into curriculums.
2: That's so, you know, so cool. Yeah. Right next to financial <laughs> literacy.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. So they also suggest like daily expressions and gestures of appreciation Kindness love and support so just taking the time to say the things yeah. that 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 you do appreciate about someone
0: whether it's to yourself or to that person exactly yeah cool and okay. it creates
2: a a, a solidarity yeah. in the couple yeah. and that's really interesting because I I hadn't heard anybody say this to me in conflict before Todd but he he would always say like we're on the same team yeah when we're fighting and I I think when I'm feeling criticized, let's say, I go into fight or flight. And it's like, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we do. And fight or f- flight kind of just breeds fight or flight. You yeah. know, it's like it it's a it's a vicious cycle. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm pretty I feel like I'm really good at that. Not at uh I'm a i am I feel like I'm naturally pretty good at the antidote there. Right. Of like of those little yeah, those little seeds. Yeah, but that's just like my that's like my love language. Like right. words of affirmation is like, it's it's kind of annoying.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's, it's maybe borderline too much.
2: It's definitely something I need to work on. Um. All right. So, are we ready to move on from contempt?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
2: Okay. So the the third horseman of the apocalypse is defensiveness. Which is typically a response to criticism or perceived criticism. Um, it's a form of self protection and it's a way of uh, um, turning it around to blame the other person mm. for things that they're maybe blaming you for or you may be feeling blamed for. So, um, the antidote to defensiveness is to, to take responsibility.
0: Also really hard.
2: Really fucking hard. Yeah. Acknowledge your role in the problem. Um, Accept your partner's perspective. Very hard. Even
0: when you don't agree. Even when you don't agree. That was a really interesting point that, and it totally makes sense. But like when he, when they talked about that on the podcast, that was something that I clocked big time where it was like, just even if you don't agree, even if you don't agree, don't even show that. Just nod and go, okay. Yeah, okay. Like
2: that's their perspective. It's I, how they feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Um <clears throat> and usually you're reacting to words as opposed to what the person is saying.
0: Mm. Yeah, right. Oh, I did, yeah, right. Didn't think about it like that.
2: Because people can mm. use words, you know, a certain word may be really loaded for me. Yeah. That's not for you, you know. Right. If you tell me I'm God,
0: that's fucking infuriating.
2: It's hard. It's a hard that thing. Really,
0: that's so, that's so, I hate that so much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like when you, like, it's like when, it's like when you, um, it's like, I've run into this in relationships before where, where I'll like, I'll, ta- I'll like, I'll text like, okay, period. And then, and then the, the text is read like, oh, he put a period after saying, okay. <laughs> he must hate me or like he something's wrong or why is he so pissed? <clears throat> because there's a period. And it's like, no, my, no, my, like my intention. You
2: clearly ended the conversation. There was a period. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: My intention is to end the sentence,
2: <laughs> which well, is the, it's not even a sentence, you know, <laughs> that's why I don't text people <laughs> anymore. Um,
0: but that it's that ver- like that version of that within a conversation where it's like you use, you, you're trying to say something and you use a word, but maybe for that person, that word holds a lot of weight. And you didn't know. You didn't. If somebody says you didn't realize.
2: If somebody says that's stupid, I feel like what they're saying is
0: you're stupid. You're
2: stupid. Yeah, right. So that word is a huge trigger for me. Yeah, right. And
0: what if someone says this is stupid?
2: No, I like that. You I, do. You like well, it, I like okay. it when you say it because I, I, I think I understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, that's my go-to a lot is yeah. like this is stupid. But I also understand. I now understand that that sometimes that that very often can be conflated with this relationship is stupid (laughs) which is like that's not i i I never mean that i just i'm always like man this like yeah i mean it in this in the grand scheme of like we are on a rock hurtling through space (laughs) millions of miles per hour everything is meaningless this is stupid that we're fighting against about burnt toast yeah or or fucking whatever you know
2: yeah um so take responsibility for what you can. Yeah. And um you know because anything else is just going to escalate it into the direction you don't want to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Now we've gotten to the fourth one. This is the last one. It's called stonewalling.
0: This is one that I've recently become aware of.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> just a-
0: through just through like researching trauma and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. And it's something that, again, this is one of those things where I went, ah, I do that. Yeah. I do that when I get really exhausted.
2: Yes. Well, that's what they say. It happens usually when you're flooded, yeah. when you just can't, you can't do anything anymore. And it they, they say that it comes, this is one that usually comes later on, after you've been, after no work has been done on the other's eventually it's sort of a last resort. Um, it's a way of tuning out, of withdrawing when you stop responding or maybe you're acting busy or engaging in obsessive or distracting behaviors. And it's because in that that, that time of being flooded with emotion, you're not really able to like think rationally or yeah. form clear thoughts.
0: Hmm. Uh, they, they, they go on to describe stonewalling as rather than confronting the issue, someone who is stonewalling will be totally unresponsive, making evasive maneuvers such as tuning out, turning away, acting busy, or engaging in obsessive behaviors. It takes time for the negativity created by the first three horsemen to become overwhelming enough that stonewall stonewalling becomes an understandable out but when it does, it frequently becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's like if you get to that point where stonewalling becomes a tactic, or not a not a tactic. That's the wrong word, but like a a, a symptom of the relationship or of the of the conflict. Then it starts to it 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 just sort of like arises a lot easier and starts yeah. to become. Habitual, where it's like, oh, we're fighting again. I guess now it's I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check out and and look at my phone or you know whatever the fuck or or I'm gonna check out and That's, and walk away yeah. or you know,
2: yeah. And I have a complicated relationship with that because you know when we talked to Jake Ernst a while uh. back about roots to safety, roots yeah. of safety, and the it, the walking away, I was like, this it feels healthy to walk away because when I'm flooded. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to come out of my mouth that's productive. Right. And probably it's going to come out, I'm coming out swinging. Yeah.
0: But it is healthy. And they go on to describe this. It is healthy if it is used in a way where both partners are are, are understanding that this is where the conflict has gotten us to. Maybe let's take a breather. And not just like, let's take some space and leave it at that. It's like, be really specific Mm -hmm. about that. In in saying that, I mean, put a time limit, on, a cap on it. Yeah. So let's take thirty minutes yeah. and be very specific to that time period. Yeah. As opposed to going, I'm fucking going for a walk and leaving. Yeah. And because then, then all of a sudden, the recipient on the on the other end starts to have feelings of abandonment or you know whatever might arise from that, which then just doesn't fucking help. Yeah. And then the other thing that I thought was really interesting about, about that statement of like, okay, yeah, take, take a breather. Like that's good. Walk away, make it, make it specific, come back. But while you're gone, really walk away, like really walk away from the entire fucking situation. Don't go and think about everything that was just happening and then think about, you know, what am I going to come? When I return, what will I say? Yeah. Just truly get away from all of it to get the space that you need to like heal because otherwise you're just going to, you're just going to like keep yourself in that higher, that that heightened state of fight or flight of, you know, fear, anxiety, anger, whatever the fuck had come up. Like your heart rate will still be up. Your your frontal cortex is like still going to be like, pew, 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 firing off. So like when you take space, take space and, and,
2: Take care of yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take care of yourself or, or find something to do that distracts you so that you, you know, you get you actually get some space from it.
2: Yeah, they call it physiological self soothing. Hmm. Um so yeah, they and they just like you said, you said it better than they did actually. But they, they say avoid thoughts of righteous indignation and victimhood. Hmm. Yeah, so those are the words. They four said it better my- there. Well those I are mean-
0: that's some more that's some words. <laughs>
2: Righteous them, indignation. Them some
0: words right
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, several syllables were used. Um, the, that's the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah.
0: I'm so so. Like I said before, we started getting into this. Is like I'm excited to. I'm excited to like sink my teeth into that. be. I always. I always. I'm. I'm always. I'm always. I always want to be better. I always want to be better. Whether it's a better podcaster, whether it's a better friend whether it's a better you know a better ally whether it's a better lover like i want to be better and so i'm very like i am very um i'm excited to like be more mindful about this type of shit and and like really put myself to work those fucking flies those little, if you want to plants. see if you want to see the fly that braddy's flicking <laughs> uh patreon.com slash turn me on but those flies it's because of the plants they're all over the condo too what's up with that folks if you're listening and you know <laughs> I, I got person? i got like uh ikea plants and i've never been a plant person i got them in the in the in the apartment and i love them but all these like little gnats are showing up now and i don't love them
2: no i don't love them either
0: i've been trying i i've i've Finally living in a place where I don't have roommates. And now I got a bunch of fucking roommates that are moving in rent free. Yeah. What do you do?
2: Um, I don't know. Maybe there's like a spray. I've heard neem oil is a really good spray to put on it. And you can get that at like health food stores. That?
0: Oh, okay. Health food stores. It's not yeah. like toxic and shit. No, no, it's not toxic. Okay. You can
2: like, it's used for body, like healing, physical, your human body as well. Oh, yeah. I
0: think we, you had that. The
2: yeah. I used it for a, a mouthwash when I had a tooth right, infection. Right. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if I should bring this up. I I wanted to bring this up, but, uh, but maybe not today, but, but I will say, um, you, you mentioned that you said that thing about keep your email criticisms to yourself.
0: Are you going to bring up the email that we just recently got? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to bring that up right now. Okay, cool. I,
2: I, we got an email from a long time listener and and, I'll I'll just, I will read it right now. Okay, great.
0: Um, Uh, so I just, I mean, I I just said they're being better and being like a better ally and being a better lover. Um, I want to be also be a better lover for everyone's ears. Um, (laughs) Hey folks, I'm a long time listener. Love you guys and all the work that you do. Your candid combos have helped improve my relationship and sex in a myriad of ways. I just wanted to send this email because occasionally some of the language that you use isn't always the most inclusive. Sometimes it can be a little bit unfeminist slash transphobic. However, I have noticed that Jeremy has stopped saying "ladies and gentlemen," and I thank you immensely for that change. <laughs> and I should say, I stopped saying that because
2: another email. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, because I—I I mean, fuck to me, ladies and gentlemen, like
2: we're showbiz people. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I went to theater school. Like, like that's the that I've been just that's I, the
2: first thing they teach you.
0: That's the that's literally it's day opener. one. They go, "All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the." <laughs> but I I realize that that is that that's not as inclusive, and there's a you know. But it's one of those things where it's like when I'm talking to someone, I'm like, "Hey, man, what's up?" Yeah. It's that throwaway, like I don't mean it. Yeah, yeah. I don't truly mean it. Like this is only for the ladies and only for the gentlemen.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. I want
0: I want everybody to be listening or everyone to pay attention. Um. But now I I I do understand that that's that is not very inclusive, so. Uh, thank you. I just want to say thanks for noticing that because it is something that I actually like actively had to work on. Uh, for example, so back to some of the things that we do not do well. Yeah. For example, Bridie, you mentioned something about your cycle, and then you were explaining to Jeremy about your period and said something like, "quote When women get their period, this is what happens." Yeah. Unquote. But there are lots of people who menstruate who aren't women, and we both know this.
2: I know that, and I apologize mm-hmm. for saying that. I that is something I usually. I I usually have a a moment of mm. recognizing um I also just want to share that I've re- I've learned a new phrase that I really like is people who were socialized as women because there's mm. a whole there's a whole um aspect of like you know uh of the personality that comes with those socialized as women to be polite and you know did me Exactly and right. and and anyway, that's a, new, that's a new phrase I'm learning to incorporate as well.
0: Um, uh, they go on to say, for instance, trans men who haven't had hysterectomies, non-binary folks, et cetera. So saying something like people who menstruate. Copy that. Or something like that would be more inclusive. Thank you. Also, I was severely shocked the other day when I was listening to one of your more recent episodes and Jeremy said something about his friends being such a bunch of pussies. What the fuck? <laughs> Big no, no. Using female genitalia as a negative descriptor to indicate someone who is weak, anything negative, is super sexist and unnecessary. There are lots of words that you can use that say what you mean better. Example, immature, ridiculous, etc. Sorry, I love you guys, but I don't feel comfortable recommending your podcast to queer friends because of these little things. And would appreciate if you could do some research into how you can make sure that your language is a little bit less exclusionary. Again, thank you for everything you do. So, uh, so I will apologize there that I I use the word pussy in that context. I don't do that very often. I even cl- I clocked it when I said it, and oh. I, I went, "Oh, that was weird." I haven't said I haven't said pussy like that <laughs> in a long time. Although I will say I do love the word pussy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not to not to berate my friends by calling them pussies because. You know, whatever they didn't do, like they didn't do something, and I think that they're weak. I just love, I just love, I love it as a as a word to describe vaginas. Vaginas. I I mean, I I I love all swears. So like, I love the word pussy. I love the word cock. Mm. I love the word. You know, I I love the word. I I truly love the word cunt. I think the word one the word cunt is one of the most fun. I think it's a beautiful fucking word. Probably gonna get an email about that, uh, uh, but I but I do fully acknowledge that saying someone is a pussy, um, in that context is not that's not okay. So, so first of all, I'll say sorry to whoever I called a pussy, uh, and secondly, I will say I'm sorry that I used the word pussy in that way, especially to anyone who truly was offended by it, because that's not. That is not my intention to offend.
2: It's so, it's, I thank you for that. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't use the word pussy.
0: I know you don't.
2: <laughs> um, just cause I don't, I don't really have a connection to that. Do
0: you not even use the word pussy when you're like doing sex talk, sexy talk? Nah. Really? Yeah. I don't like it. No. Interesting.
2: I don't know why. Yeah. It's like one of those random things that just never worked for me. Kind of like this other random thing that makes me feel really awkward, which is carrying a food tray. You know, like at a cafeteria when you have to get a tray and put food in? Yeah. It's the thing, my whole body just recoils at it.
0: At carrying a food tray?
2: Yeah. It just makes me feel, I don't know. It makes me really uncomfortable. Like what, the word like pussy
0: the, does. The the, the, the the look of it or the action of doing it?
2: I don't know what it is. I've just always had a bit of an aversion to it. That's weird. I, maybe it might maybe like a past life, like yeah. sort of like perhaps a, like a right. a beggar archetype sort of feeling to it. Like, please, sir, can I have some more? If you were in the
0: <laughs> heat, if you were, uh, maybe maybe sex talk isn't your yeah, thing, but if no, you were in the heat of the moment and you were like like, you know. Um I, I recently heard like my like my uh, my pussy is so wet. Right. Right now. Like in the in the in like the midst of like I might some, text some hot it. sure, okay. But but I'm saying like in person. Yeah. If you were like I want to communicate that yeah. I'm I'm soaking wet and turned on, or I'm feeling very filled up in this moment. Yeah. Like would you go?
2: I would just say I'm so wet.
0: Or you just say, I'm, I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling very full.
2: Like, of what? why would I ever say, just because there's a, there's something in it?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe your partner is, uh, who has a penis is extra
1: Girthy? swelled
0: up that day. <laughs> Because they're so turned on by you. Yeah. And you feel it and you want to communicate that. Would you be like, My vagina is
2: I was having sex with someone once
0: to the brim.
2: I was having sex with someone one time and I meant to say, (sighs) I think I've said this before, I meant to say I love your dick. Yeah, yeah. And you said I love
0: you. (laughs) And this was this was like like a Uh, casual sex like a casual sex partner. Anyway. It's embarrassing.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to deflect and tell you that I listened to this other podcast okay, all right, yeah, <laughs> called uh, Sex with Emily. <gasps> have you ever listened
0: no, to that no, podcast? I no,
2: I have um, She had Joanna Angel on.
0: Oh, fuck yeah.
2: Yeah. And she was talking. She was like, the episode was called like Dirty Talk with Joanna Angel. Nice. Fucking listen to it because um, Emily had to. If, she, I, if she, someone
0: knows what, if anyone knows about Dirty Talk.
2: It's Joanna Angel.
0: She is filthy.
2: She's got a filthy mouth. Yeah. And it's great to yeah, just like that. listen to her like, like they just roll off oh, the yeah. tongue, you know? Yeah. But she, but she's having this conversation with Emily and Emily's like, you know, I, a lot of my listeners, they want to know how they can like start using Dirty Talk in the bedroom like, you know, they just don't <sighs> know how. They don't know how to start. And Joanna Angel is just like
0: like yeah, you know
2: yeah. she's like well you either you know you either go for it you go all in or you yeah. just keep you don't say anything it, it, and it, yeah. emily had to get back on after the interview and be like so i re-listened to it and i i'm just not totally sure it's going to be super uh relatable for a lot of my listeners <laughs> because it's like jumping right into the deep end yeah
0: yeah right but yeah that makes a lot it. of sense i mean <clears throat> i gotta say like i i'm not used i haven't i've I was never really, I've never, out of all the, all the sexual encounters that I've had, it's, it's really rare that there's been like in the heat of the moment, sex, like dirt, dirty talk more often than not. It's like, it's, it's, it was like text based before, before something hot happening in real life or something. But, uh, so, so whenever it was like in the middle of sex and, and hearing something like like probably like something like Joanna Angel would say. Yeah. I'm, I, it, it's the, sensory
2: overload. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. There's, there's like, the, there's, there's that moment of like, Whoa, what did you, what did you just say? Like, <laughs> Oh my God.
2: You. I, I think anytime <clears throat> I have like really gone for it, I've always been a little bit intoxicated, just right. a little loose, yeah, yeah, loose tongued. Yeah. Um, but otherwise I'm into it with, I'm into it with texting cause it's like sure. storytelling. Yeah. Totally. You know, yeah, yeah. I can I get behind that, but, There's just something about my...
0: I love uh, it now. Now I'm like, now it's, when it comes out, I'm like, that was cool. That was fun. That was cool. (laughs) I don't feel good. I don't, I I don't feel, I don't feel confident in it, Mm -hmm. in like my own version of it. Yeah. So I don't really do it. But when it, when it's, when it's given to me, when it's at me, I'm like, ooh. ooh."
2: But also, you know, what's interesting is like it, it, so if you've ever had sex with somebody who, who speaks a language that you don't speak, just like anything that they say in that language is just like in the heat of the moment yeah. the sound of the voice yeah the sound of someone is especially if it's their like their first language because yeah. they can they can That's
0: something different. I never experienced. That would be fun to have sex with someone who's like first language was like Russian or something and they just start <laughs> they just start fucking talking in Russian. I'd be like I have no idea what <laughs> you're saying right now but this is very
2: moments before Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: <clears throat> um speaking of language and how language changes um i got one little thing here we can we can end on this if you want uh, all okay. right uh oh where is it i had it up here uh bu, 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 bu. this uh. is the worst when this happens on a podcast because people are expecting you to keep things running smoothly?
2: Well, I can tell you uh, a quick little thing.
0: Oh, damn it, I found it. But oh, go ahead. Oh, you found it? Yeah. I
2: was just gonna. No, you, let's do it. If you found it, let's, are you sure? Well, well, no, you can't. fucking I'll tell do tell that. Thing.
0: That's like the. That's like going. <sighs> I have to say something. <sighs> yeah, can we mind. talk?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no. I was gonna give you my just the tip, so I can wait. All
0: right. <clears throat> uh, this uh, I found this uh, really interesting uh, piece on mental floss. I don't know how this came across. Like came across my my attention. But it's 17 euphemisms for sex from the 1800s.
2: Yes, I love this already.
0: So um, uh, let's see. uh, Again, this is coming from mentalfloss.com. While shoehorning these into conversation today might prove difficult, these 17 synonyms for sex were used often enough in the 19th century England to earn a place in the 1811 Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue, a book for upper-crust... upper crust Britons who had no idea what members of the lower classes were talking about.
2: Dictionary of the vulgar tongue.
0: The 1811 dictionary of the vulgar tongue. Number one, amorous Congress. (laughs) To say two people were engaged in amorous Congress was by far the most polite option on the list. Oftentimes serving as the definition for other less discreet synonyms. Basket making. I'm going to say this with a. I'm going to say this with my best English accent. Basket making.
2: <laughs> Sorry, ingredient.
0: Those two recently uh, quote. Those two recently opened a basket making shop from a method of making children's stockings in which knitting the heel is called basket making. Uh, bread and butter. Okay. Bread, and, bread and butter. <laughs> As the 1811 Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue puts it, this refers to one person on top of the other. Rumor has it, uh, quote, rumor has it he found her bread and butter fashion with the neighbor.
2: Oh, laying prone. He f-
0: he, f- he found her bread and butter fashion with the neighbor.
2: They're both buck naked, banging on the bathroom floor.
0: Well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's going to work into the 2020 <laughs> Dictionary of the Vulgar Uh, Number four, brush. Quote, yeah, we had a brush once.
2: Oh.
0: The emphasis here is on brevity. Just a fling. No big deal. Yeah, we had a brush. Brush I like that. I actually really like that. I like it too. Click it. They left together, so they're probably a click it.
2: A click it?
0: This was originally used only for foxes, but became less specific as more and more phrases for doing it were needed. (laughs) <laughs> One definition from the 1811 Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue maintains the term's <laughs> original outdoorsy nature, quote, the man and woman are copulating in a ditch. Number six, face making. Aside from the obvious, this also comes from <laughs> making children because oh. babies have faces.
2: <laughs> and O og- and oh faces, orgasm faces. Face
0: making. They're, yeah. they're making
2: faces. Faces. <laughs>
0: A.K.A. making a baby because babies have faces.
2: Yeah. That's all right.
0: Seven. Blanket hornpipe. What? There is probably no way to use this in seriousness or discreetly, but there, <laughs> there you have it.
2: <laughs> blanket hornpipe.
0: Number eight. Blow the groundsels. Groundsels are foundation timbers. So to have sex on the floor. Oh. Blow the groundsels. Okay. Convival society. Similar to Amorous Congress in that this was a gentler term suitable for even the noble classes to use, even if they only whispered it. <laughs> Convival society. Number 10. <coughs> take a flyer. Flyers being shoes. This is to have sex while still dressed or without going to bed. Okay. Take a flyer. Take
2: a flyer. Take a flyer. All right.
0: You want to go take I'll a flyer? Fly by night. Yeah. Number 11. Green gown. <clears throat> Giving a girl a green gown can only happen in the grass.
2: Oh, grass stains.
0: That's, uh, I like that one. I like it. This one's fucking great. I have no idea what this is. Lobster kettle. <laughs> a woman who sleeps with soldiers coming in at the port is also said to make a lobster kettle of herself.
1: Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs>
0: Oh wow, lobster kettle.
2: I'm thinking of like penises and the and the vagina being like <clears> the <throat> hot hot the penis is the lobster and the vagina is like the pot, the hot the pot. That's the, the pot bottom. that
0: you that okay. you put the those lobster. lobsters in. Yeah. Okay. The hot pot could be the asshole too. Melting moments. Those shared by a fat man and woman in Amorous Congress. A I'm sorry, what? Melting moments.
2: Melting moments. Those
0: shared by, quote, a fat man and woman in Amorous Congress. Okay. Fourteen. Polly Holly. No, sorry. Polly Polly Holly. Polly Holly. A game at Polly Holly is a series of affairs.
2: Oh. Polly
0: Holly. We got uh, three more. Number fifteen. Riding St. George. In the story of Saint George and the Dragon, the dragon reared up from the lake to tower over the saint, quote playing at Saint George, or quote riding Saint George. Casts a woman as the dragon and puts her on top. Number sixteen, a stitch. Similar to having a brush, making a stitch is a casual affair. Oh yeah, I just like that. Another one too. stitch ah, in my yeah. We just had a little stitch. <laughs> Yeah, hey, we made a brush.
2: This little stitch in my embroidery. And then the last
0: one here, tiff. A tiff could be a minor argument or falling out, yeah. as we know it. But in the 19th century, it was also a term for eating or drinking between meals, or in this case, a quickie.
2: Oh, a tiff.
0: Tiff, a quick fuck.
2: And um, a quick and then, smosh. And then, so in the in the 2020 version, we'll have make fuck in there.
0: Make fuck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There we turn go. me on, original. Isn't that fun? Yep. Um, all right. Well, folks, uh thank you so much for tuning in this week.
2: Now you are taking away my just the tips after I,
0: Oopsie I planted the seed and
2: you told me I couldn't do that. Whoopsie. I'm just gonna tell you real quick.
0: Are you looking for it? Because no, I got one. It's
2: a podcast that I've been listening to. You know, I've oh, been on a bit of oh, a I true pine, a this. true crime. Yep, I know what this um, is. Um this one's called Culpable.
0: Oh, this is different. Oh, have okay. you not listened to this no, yet? Nope.
2: No. Um,
0: That word is just too much of a mouthful. Culpable. Culpable.
2: Um, It explores an unsettled case. Uh, This is like serial, so every episode is about the same case. And it tells the story. It progresses like quite, I'm I'm only in the middle of it, so I don't know what's going to happen. It's about a 2014 death of a young man that was deemed a suicide by the police after about 45 minutes on the scene and Ooh. but there's tons of evidence that was never considered, never examined and no one's ever been charged or <clears throat> like the 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 original um police force have have, have con- consistently um denied, denied that they they were recovering anything up or anything like that but it's mm. incredibly suspicious. It's a beautiful um family too that it mm. it happened to. And they'll, in the first episode, they'll for sure just like grab you by the heartstrings. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, sounds heavy. Uh, I got to adjust the tips. If you're looking for a good movie on date night and you want to make it weird, not not like the Holy Mountain weird, but like, um, like just weird enough. Uh, so remember the let, let, let the Right One In? Yeah. Fantastic vampire film, but also beautiful love story. About a young boy whose neighbor moves in next door, and she's a vampire, and she's also a young girl, and uh, they have they, they they hit it off, and they become good friends. And who knows, maybe they maybe they fall in love. But do you
2: have a preference between the American and the original?
0: The uh, fuck the American one just was just awful. Oh really? Was so it? it's a Swedish a Swedish film is the original. Do not fuck with the American one if you haven't seen it. Um, does not do it justice. Watch the original Swedish film phenomenal. Like one one of the best genre films um in 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 the last like 20 years. Like it's it's truly phenomenal film. Uh the same writer wrote a film that came out in 2018 and I just my my friend AJ had just uh, uh recommended this to me. Thank you AJ. It's called Border. And I won't say anything about it. But what I will say is that it is if you liked Let the Right One In, you will most certainly love this film. Again, Swedish film and uh similar in terms of like um of like it there it is it it there's there's romance. You know, it's a very but it, but it's like it's not like any kind of romantic film you've ever seen. Okay. Like Let the Right One In. Uh highly 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 suggest watching it border b-o-r-d-e-r like the border of uh, 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 countries great yeah
2: okay great well then i think that's officially I it i think
0: that's officially it uh folks thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of turn me on podcast again if you want to watch this entire episode it is available on our patreon amongst uh, many other fun things like merch Patreon.com slash turn me on. You can head over there and support the podcast. Without the support of our patrons, um, it's it, a big part of that allows us to continue to do this. So uh, actually, like one hundred percent of one hundred percent of that is is keeping this afloat. So thank you so much to all of our patrons. And if you want to become a part of the Patreon community that we have going, uh, and again, watch these. Uh, four play episodes from and the beautiful new Sick Boy set patreon.com slash termion.
2: It really does mean the world to us in, in terms of helping us produce this podcast and spend time doing the research that we, we really want to bring to um, to each and every episode. Um, you can also reach out to us at termionpodcast at gmail.com And uh, you can visit us on Instagram if you want at Podcast, And Mm -hmm. we do have a website, termionpodcast.com. And in the show notes, just a reminder, you're going to find a link to be able to purchase spot in our online um, human connection through touch little uh, workshop session. Uh,
0: That is it for this week.
2: Sure is. Until next week.
0: Go fuck yourself.